I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Gentlemen, we are coming to you live from all. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the AEW Dynamite AfterBuzz After Show. We are coming to you live from all across Southern California, woo, woo. we got a show for you. We've got all the shenanigans that happened today, but before we get started, let me go ahead and introduce the amazing panel I get to work with today. First up, uh, to my immediate side here, I don't know how that's broken down for you guys, but for me, he's right here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he is the law doctor and international super scout. Let's hear it for Roger Corral. I'm here for the boom, boom room. And I think it's behind you. <laughs> I, I think I think that's the boom, boom room. <laughs> the boom, boom room, right here. <laughs> it's oh, right there. This, this right here. <laughs> Wow. And and right here is she is the indie darling herself checking out all the wrestlers that you don't realize are going to be your favorite wrestlers soon. She is Anissa Bar. Yay. I do have a couple of comments about what they said about where Matt is and where he lives. <laughs> that's, 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 so that's what we're here for. <laughs> oh, I know. Pump the brakes a little bit because uh, we have to introduce our newest member making us full power. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the king of the bing, bang, and boom. He is Marshall Labor. That is right. Tonight, boy, in this noche, we're going to be recapping everything that's going on in our. And a lot of crazy stuff is happening tonight, especially with the triple A mega title on the line. It's going to be great. So you know what's cool? If, once you put a mask on, you're like a whole different person, right? Exactly. 
Who I don't even I? know if this is who you think it is. I think this is legitimately <laughs> Macho Libre. I don't think this it is, is Macho Libre. This isn't anyone else but Macho Libre. Oh, pardon me, wrong voice. <laughs> this is Macho Libre. This isn't anyone else under the mask. And of course, I want to give a shout out to our producer today, Rye Guy in the booth. Thank you so much for running the show behind the scenes. I don't know if you can pop in and say hello. If you can, say hello. If not, Thanks anyway. <laughs> Thanks, my guy. Hello, hello. Thank you all so much for the shout out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, to be wow. producing this this dope show. I hope it was as uh, amazing as it was last week. <laughs> and I am your benevolent host. I'm Fancy Jack Farmer. We we never even found the rails today. By the way, I think this whole thing is just going <laughs> off the rails. But uh, let's try to get it back on. Let's start with some overall thoughts panel what did you guys think about the second show without a audience you know in this era i i feel like i I, i'm just gonna like appreciate anything we get because we don't know if we got next week guys we don't know if we got the week after that let's just let's just take it all in it's like drinking fine wine yes i love it anisa what did you think I really enjoyed this episode. Um, so many uh, interesting things happened, but overall, the matches were so amazing. I loved it. And Macho Libre, what about you? I you enjoying what we got? Wizard show tonight. You have to imagine that this, <laughs> like Roger said, may be the very last time in a while that we will have a show. So let's talk basket in. And what a basket <laughs> was. It was great. We're going to bask <laughs> in the glory. Basket this. In. Glory. You know, this I thought was a really, really cool show, especially with they had some. Let's just throw it out there at the beginning. There's a few little technical difficulties throughout, but I think that overall the show is really cool. And you know, it's weird to say, but I don't think it's weird that there's not an audience anymore. I mean, it's not as good as when there's an audience, but I think I'm past it now. I can enjoy the show as is. We're getting we're getting used to this. We're getting used to quarantine life. This is the new normal, right? <laughs> I I thought it was fine. Like I I didn't. I mean, I the, again, the crowd would be better, but it didn't feel weird anymore, right? Like it felt like okay, this is what we're getting. It's totally fine to me. I maybe maybe I'm just fool myself. Am I fooling <laughs> really myself? Really optimistic, Jack. <laughs> am I fooling myself? I thought it was fine. I, I thought that no, was fine. I I, I think I am getting nervous. That we're getting used to this. I'm like I, I could live like this, sure. Uh, and, and I'm gonna be pissed off when the crowds come back. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be like, get out of here. I'm enjoying the play. I don't know. It's, the, it's it's interesting. When they get a crowd back, that is going to be the hottest crowd of all time. Unless I they're think. in Corpus I, Christi. Unless <laughs> shots fired at Corpus <laughs> Christi. Uh, but yeah, I can't imagine these. I mean, I feel like. It's I, like if I was in uh, the first crowd back, I would be going absolutely nuts for everything they did. Um, but you know what? I think speaking of of uh, this new normal and this new world we're in, I think they really embraced it when we ended the show with Jericho cutting a promo on a drone. Totally <laughs> coronavirus safe here. Totally following all the guidelines. This is how you do it. Vanguard one. Guys, I'll be honest. I gotta break. I gotta. I gotta break the fourth wall here a second. <laughs> I break it down for us, Jack. I try to take the, the show. <laughs> I 
I take the show. <laughs> and I try to I try to break it down like important things first, and then you go to like the less important things as you go. And and I try to get a structure of how I want these conversations to go. I have no idea how to break down the end of Dynamite with Broken Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho. I just know the whole time I was grinning ear to ear because it was so entertaining and you weird. Probably, you probably had a lift and then magic. They threw magic at you, Jack. <laughs> they, they threw magic at us. And I, when he started moving around from chair to chair, I was literally just like, Oh my God, this is fantastic. How amazing were the jump cuts going from one place to another, to another, to another, to another, to another, to another. It was amazing. But the one thing that I had to nitpick about, you could see the certain lighting changes in the certain hair position. Listen. I think that wouldn't work if there was a crowd. So I'm glad there was. I mean, I'd agree. You know what I mean? It's great. That People would be on Twitter saying, Matt Hardy's standing next to me right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, well, <laughs> well, the first rules of teleportation is you need to make sure there's not someone already standing where you're going to teleport. No. Or no. That's not true. <laughs> what is, Wait, what, what, is what the are the rules of teleportation? teleportation then? <laughs> okay. I, as a gamer, I play this video game called League of Legends, and you can teleport another place to another place in the video game, and you can have someone next to you. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but, if you, but, but you have to make sure there's no one in in the same space otherwise no. you go all right wait 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 so you can teleport groups no you could teleport yourself to another but place into other people this is a serious we need to figure this out this is a very <laughs> oh, you're, important you're being serious oh i thought we we're just <laughs> well here's the thing if he's going to be <laughs> no, I'm he's going joking. to be in our circle we need to know how they're going to teleport so that's why we're asking yeah the uh i <laughs> Listen, I think this was the perfect, perfect first promo for these guys. Now, uh, Roger, you are a legend of of pro wrestling knowledge. You 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 follow <laughs> wrestling all over the world. I'm going to give you a very tough task right now. This is going to be the hardest thing we do today. I've been preparing. I for want two you. Weeks. I want you to explain the broken Matt Hardy character to someone who's never seen broken Matt Hardy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> huh. I kind of lost track along the way. <laughs> at, at some point, Matt Hardy needed to find himself. Along the yeah. way, he compartmentalized himself in his own house with his wife, his uh, gardener, his son. Okay. Um, there was a dilapidated boat involved at some point. <laughs> and he he got thrown into magical waters in his own lake and he was able to rebuild himself um he was able to help his brother nero discover himself as well along the way once that happened he made his triumphant return to the wwe as matt hardy where he tried to again um delete any bad vibes around him he did not succeed there and somehow he teleported his way here thanks to the bucks of youth and that's why he's eternally grateful to them huh yeah. now anisa i want you to audit uh Roger. <laughs> did you do a good job was that does that uh, cover cover all the if, i made if all of it up never if, if someone never didn't have any idea who this guy was 
how would you explain him? How would you explain broken Matt Hardy? Because to me, I feel like he's like a soul that got stuck in the internet for 3,000 years and just finally got free. (laughs) Um, I would tell him to go on YouTube and uh, figure it out because it's all on YouTube. (laughs) Anissa, the whole point of us being here is so that we can tell them. You know what's going to happen? They're going to go on YouTube and see us. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So I thought this was perfect. I thought this whole setup was perfect. Jericho again deserves an award. He played this perfectly in that he he never acted like what Matt Hardy was doing was still like he he kind of did, but he didn't like he it was like he 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 accepted it as this is who he's working with, but he also kind of teased it and stayed the Jericho we know and love. And their chemistry together was fantastic. Uh, Masho, did you like it? I definitely love the chemistry between them, especially with the little Looney Tunes banter going back with Elite and Delete, and essentially yeah. just Matt Hardy or Broken Matt crossing him over in the end and telling him just to fake out and everything else. But I definitely did love the promos between back and forth, especially when Broken Matt Hardy confirmed him as the Hulk from Ass. <laughs> I debated whether we could say the Hulk from Ass. Yeah, well, is that? Are we gonna get the explicit tag? Masha doesn't care. <laughs> Listen, when I got this mask on, expletives don't even matter. <laughs> uh. Cool if there was a crowd and they went back and forth with delete, elite, delete, elite. I feel like the crowd would have chanted "hole in ass." Actually, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, I actually think this is better. I think the crowd, because I think everyone wants to say it with him, and we can't right now because we're all at home. And that's why when they do get a crowd again and he comes out, I think everyone is going to go so hard on the delete, delete, delete thing. And it's going to be so, so good. I, you know, they delayed blood and guts. It was supposed to be today. They delayed it. And health reasons aside, I'm glad they did because I think they're going to wait until they can have a crowd. And it is going to be one of the coolest matches of all time. You realize how long I've been waiting to go, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, they, 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 they tease a little bit with old uh, Vanguard, uh, or as Jericho just calls him, guard. Uh, <laughs> zooming in on old Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson's 61%. We're already getting a little bit of a view into that broken universe, and it's sort of Filling things up. Anissa, did you like seeing uh, Nick Jackson pop in for a little bit? Did you like okay, seeing Vanguard get a little promo? First of all, that is not Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Just letting you know. Where is it? It's close to where, to where I live. But that is <laughs> not Rancho Cucamonga. Just you letting are, you know. You I'm are... Not- Full of half information today. <laughs> well, I'm just saying because because it just really bothered me that it said oh, it's from Rancho Cucamonga, and I'm really like, that is not Rancho Cucamonga. That's like Victorville, and I know that <laughs> because somebody who used to work for a t-shirt company who made the Young Bucks all in t-shirts, I had to drive over there and give them their shirts. So, so are we? Should we expect a heel turn from uh, Nick? Because he's lying about living in Rancho Cucamonga. I mean, who knows? I'm Rod. Rod. If you want Rod. to stop them, you're going to the wrong city. Who knows? You know, that could be another Matt Young, not the actual Matt Young from Rancho Cucamonga. It's the Victorville Matt Young. <laughs> it, it's Victorville. So, <laughs> so no, no, Masha, you bring up a really good point. See, the uh, 
you know, we, we saw Matt use it, like setting off the pyro and things like that. Is he going to be AEW's Undertaker? Ooh. Ooh, that is a very good question. Maybe. But does AEW need an Undertaker? I don't think so. No. I think oh. Matt would just control Matt Buck. What if, uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Nick. Who's, Wait. Who's missing? Matt, Matt, you're saying Matt Hardy. Yeah, is going to control the Young Bucks. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm stuck in my house. <laughs> That's what uh, will happen. I feel like magic is a, is, it's a scary realm to go into because, I mean, they, they draw a fine line with The Undertaker, and Matt Hardy has kind of struggled with it a bit when he was feuding with Bray Wyatt in the WWE. Like, it, it's, it's a bit hard to... I mean, if you're getting if you're getting beat up in a ring, it makes it hard for me not to believe that you could just use your magic at some point, you know. So it's a fine line that you're gonna have to walk at that point. Yeah, well, they did. I like that they did a little bit of the um, getting physical with with Jericho slapping Matt and Matt knocking him to the ground, and him even saying, "Oh, you are magic. You took down the champion in one <laughs> shot." <laughs> fantastic can i just say uh, it, it felt like i don't know if you guys ever saw that south park episode where like the wrestlers are performing like this magical play and it's all a play it's 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 a play yeah. these guys are actors and so it's really cool to see them perform their art i don't even know if this was live or taped but it, it's great like you're just seeing them just act yeah they, i'm confused too if this was live or taped because dark they were in florida outside doing matches but this one was looked like the same arena from last week yeah it was this, it was the same arena um but uh so dark i think was just because it's outdoors so i think the the dark i don't know i don't know when they tape these things but um uh but yeah speaking of taping things we tape these every single wednesday uh and i want to say thank you to everyone who watches these as we tape them and put them up on YouTube. Thank you for making AfterBuzz TV the ESPN of TV talk. That's the catchphrase, and that's why we say it. Please make sure to hit the like button, fill in a little comment, hit the subscribe button, and especially share it online with your friends. That's how the show grows. That's how people know who we are, and that's how we get a bigger budget so we don't have to work from home. Maybe we'll have a studio one of these days. <laughs> and if you don't subscribe and like, I will put you in the headlock and choke you out. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm Masha, kind of you're, you're, you're doing the live read next week. <laughs> I'm Sounds kind of delicious. I'm going to watch our own show just to be safe. Uh, so, um, so yeah, and thanks for, <laughs> thanks for watching this show, this episode, you guys. This is, this, um, so let's talk about Sammy Guevara and Kenny Omega putting the Triple A Mega Championship on the line. And I think we have to go straight to Macho for this. <laughs> Tell us all about how well, the, the biggest title in, in Mexico was defended just now. One of the biggest titles in Mexico, and boy, what a great way to highlight a promotion that's not very well known sometimes in the U.S., maybe in the uh, California West Coast and southern part of the U.S. region, but outside of that, not really that well known, so a great platform to do that for them. And for Kenny Omega to go up against the Spanish God himself, I mean, what a great match itself. It was kind of a back and forth. I kind of felt one way that Kenny was going to win all along, 
But then early on in the match, I was just like, oh, maybe the Spanish God might want the Mexican title. Who knows? He might want to represent both worlds. But in the end, we see Kenny Omega take back the victory and everything. But boy, what a great match. Sammy Guevara really playing it up as a heel, especially ripping off that caricature and kissing Brandy's face and then trying to get the moves on her. I mean, what <laughs> a heel. And uh, now, Roger, you're our international super scout. AAA, that's like the biggest wrestling company in Mexico, right? Or am I mistaken? The, biggest, the, the classic company in Mexico is CMLL. And it's like the classic WWE. It's been there since like the 30s, 40s, like even maybe before. Um, I got to go mm -hmm. there last year, actually. And it's like this little arena in Mexico. It's really small. Uh, and AAA, I would compare them to like WCW 94 to like 99. Like good, yeah. good second brand. And it, I mean, it's a highly known company. Um, yeah. You know, Rey Mysterio wrestled there. Conan wrestled there. A lot of like great wrestlers have gone through there. And yeah, this title was taken from Phoenix actually um, earlier, uh, actually late last year. Uh, Kenny had a great match with Phoenix for that title. And unfortunately they can't wrestle over there right now either. So, you know, he's defending the title and I thought it was a great match. I'm starting to think I'm putting Kenny. So for me personally, Shawn Michaels is like the greatest wrestler of all time. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like Shawn Michaels could never that match. And disagree, I'm, but I, but it's fair. <laughs> I agree, Roger. All right. I'm, I'm, star I'm starting to put Kenny on a level of like, I, I can't think of a bad match. Yeah, he's he does really great. And this was one uh, Macho had kind of alluded to. I think we all kind of figured Kenny was going to retain here, but it was still a really, really fun match. One of my favorite parts happened right at the end. Uh, well, actually, one of my favorite parts was was him making that with the uh, <laughs> and her picture face. Of, of Brandy and her face. But from a long-term long standpoint, one of the things I really, really loved about this match was the very end when uh, Guevara gave Kenny the finger knowing he was about to get V-triggered. And I think, I, I think this is a very big character thing because in a way it was kind of, it was kind of, we've always said ass already, badass move to do. Like he knows he's about to get V-triggered, but he still stood up guns blazing and was like, let me see him with your biggest shot, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, Anissa, do you think this has elevated Sammy Guevara? Was that like a cool move or was that just him being... No, Coffee. definitely. I mean, they're, they really believe in Sammy Guevara. I mean, he's still young. He's still young and he, he's been wrestling for, you know, for quite a while, but not too long. And for them to give Sammy these opportunities is really good for him because they are helping these young, their young and new generations become bigger stars. And I think with him wrestling Kenny Omega tonight was just really on perfect and really shows a respect how much they really believe in Sammy Guevara. And despite his character and whatever, I really hope Sammy Guevara really succeeds in AEW. And if one day he does leave AEW and go somewhere else, I hope, you know, he gets the recognition he deserves within his career from here to there, you know, throughout his career. But overall, I thought this match was really good. I felt that it was long, but at the same time, it was, you know, I enjoyed the match. Yeah, this match was like 40 minutes. Like, that yeah. was a long match. Yeah, but I mean, Sammy Guevara is, a, is so funny. You know, his character, he's coming out. He's just, like I mentioned before, he just reminds me of those YouTubers who are jerks, but in a funny <sighs> way. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, he's. I, I mean, they've said before he, he's he's a future star. I think he's just about there, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some real character development in him more than just being sort of the the cocky jerky guy in the inner circle and becoming more of a star in his own right. Because I think he's ready. I mean, I think he's 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 got so much talent. I mean, you can always you can always get better forever. That's always going to be there. But I think he's already star yeah, I, think he's, I mean with the inner circle of him sammy guevara he kind of reminds me of with evolution of randy orton randy that's what I was very young say. i feel like he's on naive that yes yeah very naive you know whatnot obviously you know and then yeah that's that's the closest thing i could compare to him being part of inner circle in my opinion and if that's so we case, think, how long until Sammy Guevara turns on the inner circle? Because it's inevitable. I mean, you take a look at this kid. He's a good-looking kid and everything, and I'm pretty sure that he would make an outstanding baby face right here. I mean, super young, sky's the limit and everything. We know he can play a great heel, but his capabilities as a baby face, well, what do you guys think about that? I think I, I think, think he has, I think he has range. I, I I think he is on a Randy Orton trajectory. He's almost on a Triple H trajectory when he was next to Shawn Michaels. I feel like if there's anyone that's Ooh. benefited from any aligning in the last year or so, it's Sammy Guevara. Like his character is so like he's grown so much. Like yeah. he has so much character, so much sass, and the fact that he's performing at that level against Kenny Omega right now, the guy's ready. Yeah, and I think if he becomes babyface, it won't hurt him. I mean, you know, if you guys have time, obviously you guys have time because we're all stuck in the house. <laughs> Check on his YouTube page, you know, he's vlogging. And you could tell, uh, obviously, the different side of him on, you know, being off screen. But I think he could really become a really good babyface and heel. It's rare that we get to see these uh, superstars or wrestlers that are good at being a heel and a face. And I think in my opinion, Sammy Guevara would be one of those guys that we could be good at being a heel and a face. And I think we need, I want to make sure that we're clear in that you know, we talked about, you know, growing, being aligned with somebody. Um, sometimes I think that comes off as sounding like, Oh, they're just next to each other. So we view them differently. But, but Sammy Guevara, you, you can actually see he's, grown as in his performances and his character and and what he does so i think we got to give him specifically a lot of credit as well and not just be like oh yeah he's he's rubbing shoulders with jericho so we take him more seriously but no he's actually he's put in work it, it would yeah. seem at least on the outside i don't know what he's really done <laughs> but it looks like he's put in a lot of work and he's become a lot better of a character but i don't know if uh if he's gonna turn on the inner circle or the inner circle may turn on him I don't know how much time the inner circle has because you guys, I think that there's a new bully on the block and his name is Brody Lee. This to me, I think, you know, it may not be the, it, 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 it the Matt Hardy thing is going to be the headline, right? That's going to be the thing that everyone talks about. And that's going to be what's on all the, all the, you know, sheets tomorrow. But this, to me, this his 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 promo, his video, his match. This to me was saying this is the big bad coming forward in the future. What do you guys think about the old exalted one? Shots fired. That's all I could say. Very much so. And what <laughs> you were kind of saying earlier about Matt being the potential Undertaker, I don't think that could happen. But retracting what i said earlier about not being not there being an undertaker aw i think brody lee can potentially fill in that spot i mean to think of him as a cult leader to literally have 
him yelling at his cronies to not eat until he's done or he has left the room. Oh, good. I mean, how much of a heel can you be? And what this reminds me of is Undertaker, Undertaker level of cult leader status when he was back in the ministry in the Attitude Era. I mean, him just controlling everything and doing everything for the Dark Order, especially when he kicks the guy out and then sneezes on the other guy's steak. I'm just like, oh my goodness, like how evil can you be? Daddy wasn't finished. Daddy needed to eat. Yeah, that was so cool. And I love that he was in like the suit too. Like, so it wasn't just like, like, so it looked like he wasn't just a weirdo that's always like in cloaks. Like he also can look like the businessman. He can also be in these nice restaurants, but that's what makes him scary. Uh, he said something really, really important, I think, that is going to stand out. And he said, you don't understand the concept of strength in numbers. I have a prediction. I predict, you know, things might be a little crazy right now, so maybe it won't be the exact timing, but I have a feeling as this year comes to a close, the Dark Order will be the biggest and most significant stable in all of wrestling. And I'm putting it out there. I think it's going to be part of it. I think it's going to be a big deal, and you guys should join now. Get on, <laughs> on the ground floor. I definitely I, agree with Jack. If you see this mask turn black next week, you'll know why. <laughs> hey, Jack, you got a number? I got it. Yeah, you can go to actually go to joindarkorder.com today and find out how you can eat right after Brody Lee finishes. <laughs> Can I just say, I, I am nervous about one thing, and it's a bit of a nitpick yeah. on, your, on your Dark Order prediction here. Yeah? I, I'm a bit nervous that, you know how we've taken shots against Marks? I'm about to take a shot against Marks. I, I feel like, I hope he's not trying to be Vince McMahon, because the character felt a little bit like that. Like, he's steak, he doesn't like people sneezing. You know, we've heard these stories before. And so my hope is that Brody Lee doesn't go into that direction and leans in more on just being a cult leader. I get what you're saying, and I agree, because I, like, I don't like the whole, like, taking shots at each other, frankly. I'll say it. I know a lot of AEW fans like it when they take shots. I know a lot of WWE fans like it. But I like everyone to be nice and friendly because I like wrestling all around. Uh, plus, I feel like it's silly to try to lean too much on taking shots at the other company. But I have a feeling it's not going to be that way. I think kind of like how Jericho and Moxley, they all kind of spent their first like couple weeks maybe taking shots. And then they moved on to other things. And they don't really talk about like bad ideas from I bad like creative. get it off of them, right? Like it's still on him. He's just trying to get rid of it. It's just a venting process. You have to realize it. He's been through a lot. And a lot of these ex-WWE uh, guys have been through a lot, unfortunately. And like what you guys were saying, they just want to vent out just a little bit. Because sometimes you just have to let your emotions out. I mean, I know I have to sometimes, especially underneath. <laughs> I think, look, I think um, also that there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot. To, there's a lot to the whole, you know, art reflects life and life reflects art. And a lot of us want to know what they think leaving the WWE. And there's already a built-in knowledge that some people may have felt frustrated before coming over. And I think they just know that there's going to be that emotional connection going against their former employer. Because we all know how that feels, and it's going to feel real, and it's going to feel emotional. And so I say, let's just. I think they just say, let's start with that. And use that to get that momentum going instead of trying to come in and pretend that that was never a thing. 
like that. Uh, and Anissa, how do you feel about Brody Lee coming in? Uh, we've obviously talked about um, uh, the the promo, but he had this match with QT Marshall, showing off some big power moves. Felt a little bit like when you play a WWE 2K game and you you're on easy and you're just kind of going through your big moves to get the pin and get the win real quick. Uh, how did you feel about this match? I thought the match was totally fine. I mean, I didn't have no problems. I wasn't nitpicking of it. Um, I would like to see some of his old uh, style of wrestling when he was in the indies. But I mean, when you come from a different company, you're and they train you a certain way how to wrestle, not the way you were used to when you first started. Sometimes it could be so different, hard to go back to where you first started wrestling. So for me, I think it will take time for him to go back on how he used to wrestle back in the Indies. But I overall, I have no complaints on this match. I thought he did really, really well. How did he, what, what specifically, what do you mean about how he wrestled on the Indies? Just for those who don't know. He was just very more aggressive than mm-hmm. what you see. It's, I mean, it's kind of like hard to explain. You got to watch it. But he was just <laughs> like, I felt like he was more aggressive and more powerful when he was mm-hmm. wrestling in the indies uh but i mean it, it was it is what it is i will say i when i lived in upstate new york you know Brody lee had this reputation for being aggressive like at, at the indie shows up there that's what people it was almost like a a, a john moxie type of feel not not in the sense of a hardcore match but just yeah. in the sense that you were going to get like that type of intensity well right because Brody lee is a CZW guy. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense when people think of him like, oh yeah, he's an aggressive guy because he came from, he wrestled in CCW. We want more anger, Jack. Speaking of anger, I was uh, not angry about them offering QT Marshall a mask. Do you think they're going to, do we think there's going to be a big recruiting push? Are they going to actually bring people on or is that just kind of like what they've been doing where they offer people and no one ever I think I think they're gonna offer people and then someone's gonna end up taking it and I hope that happens because it, it's no fun if somebody if they keep giving people mask and no one takes it it, ha- it has to be fun if somebody takes it somebody unexpectedly too okay I, I know who's taking one they, they were trying to recruit people this whole time but now that I see their leaders kind of mean I don't know if that helps their recruiting process <laughs> you know who I you know who I think's joining you want me to put my prediction out there you are I think it's gonna be I think it's Scorpio Sky because he's been MIA during a lot of this Christopher Daniels stuff. And Kazarian's been there, but old Scorpion, Scorpio Sky, he's been missing. And I've, I've had convers- well, conversations with old Scorpio Sky, and I think he knows <laughs> there's power in numbers. And I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be the guy. I think You're he's crushing gonna Anissa, man. You're crushing her. Okay. I'm not Good for him. More money for him. More exposure. <laughs> um so uh so anyways yeah that'll be that'll be fun uh another big dominant dude had a match today jake hager came out and had a match with chico adams you know not for nothing chico did a good job of making i I thought jake hager looked pretty strong intimidating uh Masha, you're the the big strong intimidating person of this crew do you think jake hager did what he needed to do and, and came across looking like a big strong beef of the week kind of guy i mean if you're talking about beef there you go but when it comes to making him look dominant they're definitely doing a great job of it they're really emphasizing on his mma background and everything and 
even down to the T where they mentioned that he's undefeated. But he's only had two matches, but he's had some other ma- amateur matches as well. But him coming across as a legitimate, like, tough guy and everything and someone that could legitimately, like, tear you apart just with, like, simple punches and kicks and everything, I think it's great the way they're selling him, especially the way that he, uh, his opponent really sold the arm triangle. I mean, that arm triangle in legit jiu-jitsu practitioner and MMA sense is a very good choke to really get someone into it. And that's actually how he's won his two matches in Bellator as well. So they are, in a sense, trying to equivalent him to what Brock Lesnar is when he went to the UFC and coming back into the WWE. And so I really do feel like they want Jake Hager to be that type of figure where there's just a really tough guy that's really unbeatable and unstoppable. And it's going to take a lot of might for someone to beat a cal- someone in his caliber. Macho, do you know yeah, how to buy a triangle? I do, yes, actually. So I'll use my pillow right here. <laughs> so, demonstration of how to apply an arm triangle. So say your head's a pit next to your opponent's neck right here. Your arm is going to go underneath right here. What you're going to do, there's two ways to do it. You can do an applied arm triangle right here, grabbing your bicep, holding on to there, and squeezing and moving to your side right there. Or another way to do it is something called the gable grip, gabling that and just really squeezing and applying all the force between your bicep and your forearm right there, really efficiently going for a choke. Good Lord. Jeez. Now, speaking of <laughs> scary things, uh, John Moxley came out and hit old – Jake Hager with the paradigm shift totally didn't affect him at all as he split, as he put Moxley into the ankle lock uh, for a moment before uh, Moxley swang old platinum at him, as uh, Cody <laughs> called it. Uh, now, Anissa, this is your part of the show. Tell us about old John Moxley. Okay. Well, John Moxley is the greatest deathmatch wrestler of all time, if you did not know. But I... <laughs> I don't, I mean, at this point, I kind of don't know what the storyline is going to face. His promo after, I really liked because of, of course, John Moxley don't need no script. But I, I just hope this feud continues. I hope we get to see John every single week. I know with this situation, you know, it's obviously they choose who gets to be on the show and whatnot. But I don't know. I mean, I hope we get to see a match uh, with the whole with blood and guts. I feel like they were supposed to have a match for blood and guts, but I could be wrong. But if they uh, can have a title match, I hopefully it's at blood and guts. I thought it was really good having him do his promo in the back instead of in the yeah. front of the crowd because he's the kind of person that's intense when he talks, and it would I think it would have come off weird in the empty arena uh, where I think backstage it felt fine. Yeah, um, and so at that, first I was waiting for somebody in the inner circle to come out and blindside him. So I'm like, is somebody going to blindside him? But no one did. And don't, you can't, don't come at the champ. Uh, real quick, we have Darby Allen versus Kip Sabian. Um, Darby Allen compared to a young sting by Cody Rhodes. That's oh, something we have said on this show. Uh, Roger. As an old school WCW fan, is that fair? No. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, okay. Sting is like arguably the greatest baby face of all time. Like Sting is on yeah. a whole another level. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like the influence and I think Darby Allen is still so young and we see little kids with face paint every week. Like the guy is, he's really unique, really different. And he's obviously had an impact. I, I, I like, even though we don't have a crowd there tonight, um, I like that we get to see, you know, a lot of these wrestlers showcase when we say this all the time about, about these guys, but 
I like that we're able to see more of them because yeah, I mean, who's to say he can't be the next thing? He's great. Agreed. The, uh, yeah, he um, he had a cool promo beforehand uh, where he was, you know, drinking out of broken glasses and stuff. It looked like some kind of Fallout game scene uh, for those who have played the game. Uh, it it looks like I'm on my window. Yeah, he he um, he, he beat Kip Sabian, uh, who they 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 remind us that he's probably got something going on with Colt Cabana in the near future. Uh, but but Masha, I want to ask you about old old Kip. I love Kip Sabian. I think he's really cool. I think he's like he's a good wrestler. Got a good look. I think Penelope Ford is a star. But he he doesn't seem to got get a lot of momentum going. Uh, am I a fool for for loving Kip Sabian? Is he destined? Is this what he's destined for? Or does he have more coming? I mean, I can't really comment much on Kip Sabian. I've pretty much maybe seen a match here and there with him online and everything and then when he joined AEW I had some inkling in who he was but as far as just his character development and everything for the future who knows maybe they see something in him that might propel him to be something better or he'll just be the residential uh, jobber <laughs> yeah hey, Chad, don't, be, don't be ashamed of who you love I I, lo- I I love who I love I don't care I'll tell everybody <laughs> but you know you know it's it's one of those things where I think he's great. Sometimes also there's, I think there's also just a, a timing issue. Um, but yeah, he, he seems like he's got everything there, but just hasn't been able to string together the wins. I think they'll come eventually, but um, for you know now what, I want- Sorry, real quick. You know no, what he no. needs? I feel like, uh, and I'm glad you clarified about like someone teaming up with someone else. I actually think Chris Sabian would benefit like teaming up with like a Jericho or someone else. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of potential there. The guy is great. I don't, I don't blame you for liking him. There's so much potential there. So I'm, I'm hoping he sticks it out and just keeps going because there's something there. What would be a I good think... twist though, if Ooh. say hypothetically, Sammy Guevara does turn babyface, who's his replacement to kick him out? Kip Sabian. Oh, that's good. That's and a... they would have barn burners as JR would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, that means something else in Texas. Does it really? Is that a <laughs> no, good no. thing or a bad thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, something I didn't like is Cody during this part was like was talking to old uh, Tony and was like, "Hey, Tony, what do you think about this?" And I felt like Cody, that's my job. I ask people, "What do you think?" Felt a little gimmick infringed there, pal, because I'm the only one that's ever asked, "What do you think?" in the history of the world. It's my thing. Uh, <laughs> Get it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, Cody versus Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc had a string of wins uh, until he met old Cody Rhodes tonight in a match. Uh, I like seeing Jimmy Havoc mix it up with one of the top guys. Uh, he seems like he hasn't found his footing yet either. Um, Anissa, how did you feel about this one? Jimmy Havoc, obviously, he's a, he's a deathmatch guy. This wasn't a deathmatch, but he's a deathmatch guy, so I always like to defer to you. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see Jimmy Havoc on, on AEW, uh, the, the main show. Uh, we usually see him on Dark, but I think uh, they really need to really shine Jimmy Havoc because he's really good. I mean, just take away the the craziness he does in the ring and, the, you know, all that stuff. He's really good wrestler and i hope to the point where we get to see him versus moxley him versus Brody lee the guys that he's pretty much not i mean familiar working with i guess but in my opinion i really thought this really 
I applaud to Cody because he's really outshining uh, Jimmy Havoc. And, you know, for me, I, I really think Jimmy Havoc is a future star in AEW. And I feel that they need to show more of him on the main roster because you have to understand seeing the same people every week is great, but also we got to see more people that are part of AEW. There's a lot of people who can, who uh, look at Darby Allen and be like, wow, I can relate to you, or like Orange Cassidy. And there's a lot of people in the world that can relate to Jimmy Havoc. So we got to attend to those fans. We need some more of yeah, the Liberian. I see you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, something that happened at the end of this match, uh, Roger, I'm going to go to you for this one. Uh, Cody hit not one, but two crossroads before going for the pin. I want to ask you, do you think that this is because Jimmy Havoc is so tough it takes two? Or are we seeing a more vicious side of Cody Rhodes that wants to hit the move twice? I think it's a combination of both. Like the Olsen twin said, it takes two, baby. And sometimes, like, if you're just feeling it, you know, you go for double the, like, there's no one, there's no sports happening. This is a time to shine. Friends are calling me, telling me they're checking out AEW. Why not check, why not do two moves in a row? Go for it. I yeah. think there's a lot of pent up anger there, both from not being able to wrestle and from trying to get his hands on Jericho and the inner circle. So go for it, man. Yeah. Masho, Jake the Snake had a promo after this that I thought was the promo of possibly the week. Uh, how did you feel about seeing Jake the Snake out by the fire talking very scary? Oh, boy. I mean, he's pretty much my influence to talk in that gravelly voice and with him presenting it. And his promo was definitely it hit a few interesting marks. And it makes you think about, OK, we definitely do understand that there are other wrestlers and other like wrestling personalities that were under contract with everyone else. We know that cape like behind the wall wise, but when you think about it in a kayfabe sense, you, as a wrestling promotion, you want the best of the best. And then when hypothetically you don't ask the best out there or people, a certain people get overlooked, you're going to have some people like Jake the snake and like Lance Archer who feel overlooked and want to take down the kingdom and therefore referencing him as Caesar. They want to see Cody fall. And I think what a great way to set it up right here, just really digging it into that motion. I mean, as watching his old school promos from the 80s and comparing it to now, there's like no just like change whatsoever. He's just, we all know him as a great promo guy and just him really delivering it with that emotion and that anger. I mean, what a great promo. One of my favorite lines of the night was he was saying how he said the um, AEW came and wanted to get the best of the best, but they saw what Archer was doing and were afraid, uh, <laughs> which just instantly made me like, ooh, this guy's scary. Um, and, you know, speaking of scary things, uh, it, we're, we're winding down a little bit, and that means, you know what, guys, I'm going to do an Elite of the Week, if you don't mind. Elite maybe with, of the Week. Oh, yeah. boom, boom. You know, maybe not with some of the – all the – fancy uh post-production stuff but starting earlier the week starting at number five we're gonna do lance archer and jake the snake they haven't had a match yet and these two are so scary so intimidating so intense they're gonna crush everyone put it in your books it's happening next we've got chris jericho at number four he can make everyone he works with look good by playing to their strengths. And that's not just good for the week. That's good for a career. And it's easy to say because he's already done it. 
next up, we got Sammy Guevara. You guys, it's time to give Sammy Guevara some love. He is a highlight every single week, whether it's singing along the songs, whether it's kissing pictures, whether it's vlogging himself in the middle of the ring. That guy is phenomenal. Number two, Brody Lee in the Dark Order. Things are about to get real dark folks and it's going to be because of these guys like i said i think by the end of the year they're going to be the biggest stable in pro wrestling and number one you guys it is matt hardy are you kidding me right now he changed the game tonight i cannot wait to see what crazy shenanigans he is going to bring in the coming weeks he is so excited i'm so excited to have him on the show ladies and gentlemen that is your elite of the week elite of the week so that, that was a great that was a great top five one of my favorites oh thank you is that that's in your elite of the elite that's one of my top <laughs> five elites <laughs> uh well this is a fun show i think we we started off the rails i think we looked in the direction of the rails and we never got on the rails but i think it was a fun show um so that means it's also time to go. But before we do, Roger, why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Roger underscore Corral. And I still am going to try and find out what's in that boom, boom room. <laughs> yes, right here. Uh, and uh, we also got Anissa. Where can they find you? On all social media at Anissa Barr with three R's at the end. And Macho Libre. Well, allow me to tag in my partner real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, what I miss here? Everything good all right? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, of course, my partner did his thing right now, but you can, guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at J-O-A-L-323. And before we go, shout out to the chat room, Dang and Kuz, you know our Flobo voice in the chat. We got Wong, we got Joseph Boza, we got External Shockwave and the usual usual suspects. So thank you so much for joining us along, y'all. Oh, thanks for thanks for sharing out the chat. I'm the worst. I always forget it. But I appreciate you guys. Uh Ryan, real quick in the booth, do you want to tell them where they can find you online? Of course. You can find me at Ryan Nelson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N, and Star Wars News every Thursday, 6 p.m. PST on the Popcorn Talk Network. Awesome, and I am 4 p.m. Sorry, 4 p.m. Don't know why I said six. It's 4 p.m. 4 uh, where can they find it's, you, it's Jack? A long day. <laughs> it's you can find Apple. me at com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the WWE Raw after show every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific and the social media skim every Monday as well. You can also check out a brand new conversation I got to have with Simon Miller. It was super fun. The guy is hilarious. You're going to want to check it out. We had a great time. He slapped his head. It's fun stuff. You can check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.